Hello everyone and how's everyone doing? Hope you had a great weekend. And I hope this week's staying great too. Today our talk is gonna be Welcome to the Neuropathy Sport Podcast. Related to I'm Chris. And I'm so glad you tuned in. One of the sites that it's my hope with this podcast and to help all of us to talk about gather information that might help those that need some your nerves also feeling with But what is called the Sjogren's syndrome. And that's Hello the, and yes, welcome to this podcast. J. Before o- we get started, let's get the formalities R-E-N. out of the way with yes. the medical and privacy. Now this symptom is a disorder of the I am not a doctor system. or medical professional. Identified by its the information on this podcast symptoms. is from personal it's experiences eyes, and is meant for group support. Additionally, the, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private. The and will not be shared with any outside sources. Secreting Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Most people are older than 40 at the time of diagnosis. The condition is more common in women. So let's go ahead and talk about the symptoms. The two main symptoms of Sjogren's syndrome are dry eyes, that's when your eyes might burn, itch, and feel gritty as if there were sand in them. Next is dry mouth. Your mouth might feel like it's full of cotton, making it difficult to swallow or speak. Now some people with Sjogren's syndrome also have one or more of the following. Joint pain, swelling and stiffness, swollen uh, salivary glands, particularly the set located below your jaw and in front of your ears. Skin rashes or dry skin, vaginal dryness, persistent dry cough, and prolonged fatigue. So here are some of the causes that comes along with children's. Children's syndrome is an autoimmune disorder. Your immune system mistakenly attacks your body's own cells and tissues. Scientists aren't certain why some people develop Sjogren's syndrome. Certain genes put people on a higher risk of the disorder, but it appears that a triggering mechanism such as an infection with a particular virus or strain of bacteria is also necessary. The Sjogren's syndrome, your immune system first targets the glands that make tears and saliva, but it can also damage other parts of your body such as joints, fibroid, kidneys, liver, lungs, skins, and nerves. Now here's some of the risk factors with Sjogren's. Sjogren's syndrome typically occurs in people with one or more known risk factors, including your age, which is usually diagnosed in people older than 40, your sex, which is women are much more likely to have Sjogren's syndrome, and rheumatoid disease. It's common for people who have Sjogren's syndrome to also have rheumatoid disease, such as rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. So here's some of the complications. The most common complications of Sjogren's syndrome involve your eyes and mouth. Here's one particular one, dental cavities. Because saliva helps protect the teeth from the bacteria that causes cavities, you're more prone to 
to developing cavities if your mouth is dry. Yeast infections. People with Sjogren's syndrome are much more likely to develop oral thrush, a yeast infection in the mouth. And another complication is vision problems. Dry eyes can lead to light sensitivity, blurred vision, and corneal damage. Less common complications might affect your lungs, kidneys, or liver. Inflammation can cause pneumonia, bronchitis, and other problems with your lungs. They lead to problems with kidney function and cause hepatitis or cirrhosis in the liver. Another complication is lymph nodes. A small percentage of people with Sjogren's syndrome develop cancer of the lymph nodes. And finally, nerves. You might develop numbness, tingling, and burning in your hands and feet, which is peripheral neuropathy. So this might be something that for you ladies out there to check into to see if you do have this symptom, if you have some of the drying eyes and, and you know your mouth is dry all the time. So let's move on to the diagnosis. Sjogren's syndrome can be difficult to diagnose because the signs and symptoms vary from person to person and can be similar to those caused by other diseases. Side effects of a, of a number of medications also mimic some signs and symptoms of Sjogren's syndrome. A test can rule out other conditions and help pinpoint a diagnosis of Sjogren's. The first is blood test. Your doctor, may, your doctor might order blood tests to check for levels of different types of blood cells, presence of antibodies common in Sjogren's syndrome, evidence of inflammatory conditions, indications of problems with your liver and kidneys. Also, a diagnosis may be for eye tests. Your doctor can measure the dryness of your eyes with a test called Schremer Tear Test. A small piece of filter paper is placed under your eyelid, on the lower part of your eyelid, to measure your tear production. A doctor specializing in treatment of eye disorders might also examine the surface of your eyes with a magnifying de device called a slit lamp. He or she may play place drops in your eye that make it easier to see the damage to the cornea. Another could be imaging. Certain imaging tests can check for function of salivary glands. A salogram, this special x-ray, can detect dye that's injected in the sal salivary glands in front of your ears. This procedure shows how much saliva flows into your mouth. The other one's going to be a salivary scintography. This nuclear medicine test involves the injection into a vein of radio radioactive isotopes, which is tracked over an hour to see how quickly it arrives in all of your salivary glands. Another way is going to be a biopsy. Your doctor might also do a lip biopsy to detect the presence of clusters of inflammatory cells, which can indicate Sjogren's syndrome. For this test, a, a sliver of tissue is removed from the salivary glands in your lip and examined under a microscope. So now we're going to talk about the treatments. Treatment for Sjogren's syndrome depends on the parts of body affected. Many people 
manage the dry eye or dry mouth of Sjogren's syndrome by using over-the-counter eye drops and sipping water more frequently. But some people need prescription medications or even surgical procedures. Alright, and now we're going to talk about medications. Depending on your symptom, your doctor might suggest medications that decrease eye inflammation. Prescription eye drops such as resphasis may be re uh, recommended by your eye doctor if you have moderate to severe dry eyes. Also, medication might help with increased production of saliva. Drugs such, uh, such as pilocarpin can increase the production of saliva and sometimes tears. Side effects can include sweating, abdominal pain, flushing, and increased urination. Another treatment might be addressing the specific conditions or complications. If you develop arthritis symptoms, you might have benefit from non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs or other arthritis medications. Yeast infections in the mouth should be treated with an antifungal medication. And finally, under treatments or medication, treat symptom-wide symptoms. A drug designed to treat malaria is often helpful in treating Sjogren's syndrome. Drugs that suppress the immune system also might be described. And I'm kind of leery about that one for malaria and surgery. A minor procedure to seal the tear ducts that drain tears from your eyes might help relieve your dry eyes. Collagen and silicone plugs are inserted into the ducts to help preserve your tears. I think I saw one time um, in the eye doctor where my mother-in-law was getting that done because she couldn't produce any tears and they stuck these little, little, tiny little um, tubes or plugs into her um, tear ducts. I know it was a crazy operation, but I guess that helped her with her uh, eye issues. But that was crazy when I saw that. So here's some lifestyle and home remedies that might help. Many Sjogren's syndrome symptoms respond well to self-care measures. Here's how to relieve your dry eyes. Use artificial tears and eye lubricant or both. Artificial tears in eye drop form and eye lubricants in eye drop gel or ointment form may help relieve the discomfort of dry eyes. You don't have to apply eye lubricants as often as artificial tears because they are thicker in consistency. Eye lubricants can blur your vision and collect on your eyelashes, so you might want to use them overnight. Next one is increase humidity. Increasing the indoor humidity and reducing your exposure to blowing air can help keep your eyes and mouth from getting uncomfortably dry. For example, avoid sitting in front of a fan or air conditioning vent and wear goggles or protective eyewear when you go outdoors. So to help with dry mouth, don't smoke. Smoking can irritate and dry out your eyes. Increase your fluid intake. Take sips of fluids, particularly water, throughout the day. Avoid drinking coffee or alcohol since they can worsen dry mouth symptoms. Also, avoid 
acidic beverages such as colas and some sports drinks because the acid can harm the enamel on of your teeth. Next is stimulate saliva flow. Sugarless gum or citrus flavored hard candies can boost saliva flow because Sjogren's syndrome increases your risk of dental cavities, limit sweets, especially between meals. Next is try some artificial saliva. Saliva replaced products often work better than plain water because they, can, they contain a lubricant that helps your mouth stay moist longer. These products come as a spray or a lodging. And finally, use nasal saline, saline spray. A nasal saline spray can help moisture and clear nasal passages so that you can breathe purely through your nose. A dry, stuffy nose can increase mouth breathing. Let's talk about your oral health. Dry mouth increases your risk of dental cavities and tooth loss. To help prevent these type of problems, brush your teeth and floss after every meal, like your dentist always tells you. Schedule regular dental appointments at least every six months. Use daily topical fluoride treatments and antimicrobial mouthwashes. Other areas of dryness might be if you have dry skin is a problem, avoid hot water when you bathe and shower. Pat your skin down, don't rub with a towel. And apply moisturizer when your skin is still damp. Use rubber gloves when doing dishes and house cleaning. Vaginal moistures and lubricants help women who have vaginal dryness. So if you're preparing for an appointment, these are things that you can do. Make a list that includes detailed descriptions of your symptoms and when they began, information about your current and past medical problems, information about your parents or siblings' medical history, all medications and dietary supplements you take, including doses, and questions you want to ask your doctor. You know, I'm going to tell you something in regards to all the medications and any supplements I take. I have an app on my phone because, you know, when you go to the doctor, they're always asking you, you know, what your medications are. And you never can remember all of them, especially me. I take about 12 or 13, I think. And so I have them all logged on a um, app that does that for you, which I just got off the Play Store. But you could try that because that helps me. And uh, for Sjogren's Syndrome, basic questions include, what is likely causing my symptoms? Are there other possible causes? What tests do I need? What treatment approach do you recommend? How soon can I expect my symptoms to improve with treatment? Am I at risk of long-term complications from this condition? I have other health conditions. How can I best manage them together? Do you have brochures or other printed materials that I can have? What websites do you recommend? And this is what you should expect from your doctor. Your doctor is likely going to ask you a number of questions, including, do your symptoms follow a pattern? Worsening throughout the day or when you go outdoors? Do you have chronic conditions such as high blood pressure or arthritis? Have you recently started new medications? Or do you have any close relatives that have rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, or similar disease. So the information that I gathered today 
uh, for you was from the Mayo Clinic. And that and WebMD always seem to be the best outsources for you to um, go over and see if it relates to you. But remember, these are just suggestions on here. You need to make sure that you take this, maybe print this out and talk to your doctor about it. But you always want to make sure that you are doing the, the best care for yourself. And that, and that thing is going to happen by asking your doctor to make sure it's okay what you're doing. So I hope that information's helped. I like doing things like this. It gives me an opportunity to learn something new that I didn't know was out there. You know, a lot of the things I'm looking back in, in my life now and some of the jobs I had, I worked around a lot of chemicals, um, many chemicals and many chemicals that could really affect your body by touching them. And that was something that was done every single day. I used to work in a paint store and, you know, I'm starting to think back now, well, maybe this is what caused the neuropathy that I have. I don't know. I have it and I have to deal with it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you guys have a good rest of the week and a great weekend. And I will talk to you next Monday again. Goodbye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources such as product reviews that I have discussed today can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.